incoming transmission. Radio Rebellion. Welcome everyone, season two of Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. Thank you guys, had some issues there with the new theme music, but it doesn't matter. I know you guys enjoyed it, hopefully as much as I do. I've been keeping on repeat for a while, and that's thanks to Joshua Meehan from the Media Music Podcast. He not only has his own podcast where he talks about, obviously, music in TV, video games, and movies, but also creates music for podcasts. So if anyone out there is interested, Shoot him a quick message on Twitter. He's at Media Music Pod. He has a new episode coming, I think, tonight. So check it out. And I usually try to keep my guests back before I start, but it's season two. We're doing things different because I messed something up, but that doesn't matter. You can see them. That's Candace. That's Bree. That geeky waffle. How are you guys doing today? Good. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thanks, you guys, again, for coming on today's show season the first episode of season two which is still kind of weird to say for a podcast or something i i know some people do it i wasn't thinking about doing it originally but uh, i'm gonna take a week off anyway let's say that that was season one and let's start with season two but just a couple of thanks to everyone out there that supported the channel the podcast and myself during our first 30 episodes a lot of times it was just me and maybe one or two people listening at the beginning. So it does take a little bit of time to get that fan base and that community going. But after a while, everyone, everyone in the chat that will be chatting with you guys very soon has stepped up, really supported me and Radio Rebellion. So I thank you guys. Uh, quick programming note, as you know, we have the geeky walkful here today talking all things Padme. Was she wrong? Was she murdered? Is that something <laughs> that happens in Star Wars? Maybe. And then next week, we have Lauren and Andrea from the Galactic Podcast coming over the week after, I believe it's August 15th. He's in the chat. Michael Condor, 2Met2 Network, he'll be here. That's going to be a weird one, but we like him anyways. And then August 22nd, Talk With My Hands, and we're going to be talking Obi-Wan Kenobi. Has he suffered too much in Star Wars? Has he's the character that suffered that much already, so... We'll see some great conversations coming, but that's in the future right now. Again, the geeky waffle. So Brie and Candace, let's start right off the bat. Geeky girl gap, geeky waffle, where that changed? Because you throw, threw me off. I know I've been talking too much here, but I was listening to a few of your episodes, getting ready for this one. One of them I stopped halfway because I was doing something. Came back in the next day, I'm scrolling through my phone. Where the hell is Geeky Girl Gap? I can't find it. I was listening to this. I know I have it on my list. I go back and, oh, and the Geeky Waffle was there. I'm like, I don't remember subscribing to this one. I don't know what the hell this is. I go back, right, Geeky um, Geeky Girl Gap, Geeky Waffle shows up. And, hmm, actually, I think they were insane. They, they were talking about rebranding. So I went back, everything showed up. So I know you guys posted on your website why the change, but why the change? 
Bree, you want to take it? You yeah, were sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a whole thing. Like, we just felt it wasn't true to ourselves anymore. Um, Geeky Girl Gab was something that Candace came to me. Oh gosh, how long ago? Like five years ago, I feel like. Yeah, three, five, three, years, five ago. years ago. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. and, and we've kind of evolved, and just like in our personal lives and just the nature, we really wanted to create a more inclusive brand. You know, someplace that everyone can feel safe um, to be a geek, and we didn't want to exclude anyone, and we almost felt like we were excluding people um with our name so you know we were kind of talking and coming up with like oh what what can we what's like fun and um uh, one of my friends happened to send me uh, the definition of what a waffle is and um it relates to gabbing and talking unnecessarily i'm like oh well we kind of do that we waffle about so um the geeky waffle was born cool so i if I'm not mistaken, when you guys started Geeky Girl Gab, or at least reading your description of it, was a basically a safe place for other girls in the geek community to come over and talk. I don't want to say amongst yourself, but have a place for you guys to be able to talk with all the negativity that's out there. That is something I really want to get into a little bit later in terms of diversity in Star Wars and in the community in general which I understand why you say they might be a little bit, it wasn't all inclusive to everyone, but it was a great way to get other people, other women fans into this safe space to talk about it. So I understand why they changed. I also understand why you started Geeky Girl Gap. And I think it was a great idea just to give others that safe space and platform to come and talk about Star Wars, Marvel, all the geekiness out there. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot. It was like we realized that we were having conversations that not just women needed to have, it's mm. everyone needed to have too. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, so yeah, the Geeky Waffle was born. I understand the definition of waffle and you guys have a great website. It's not just the two of you in Geeky Waffle, right? There's a whole yeah. team behind this. Yeah. Vanessa is our other co-host, but she's in the middle of grad school. <laughs> Her yeah. summer semester. It's like a lot over my head in particular. I'm like, you do you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, she, she has like papers and stuff like that too. So yeah, she's been stepping away from Star Wars, but she has feelings about Padme too. Oh, a lot. Oh. And then we also have uh, some writers as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because you don't only do the podcast, you have your own website with blogs and articles and stuff like that, correct? Yes. All right. Waffle.com. <laughs> so let's see who's on the chat today. Yeah, just keep plugging it. I don't. <laughs> All right. So, of course, who do we have here? Anthony, a rural farm boy. He's here always. Um, Michael from Tumet2. He's here. I don't know if we really want him to be here too long, but we'll keep him. That's fine. Um, Cat Vader's Girl 28, as always, supporting, trying to be here every Saturday. And the one, the only, Mr. Rez. How are you doing, Mr. Rez? All right. Well, thank you guys. Um, I feel you guys out there in the chat. I know, I know you're waiting for some stickers. I had to buy some new postcards, so don't worry, they're coming. So I'll send it to you guys hopefully Monday, and they'll be there later in the week. Uh, one more thing that I don't not learn about. I knew I was going to be doing, but next Wednesday I'm going to be guesting with Force of Light Entertainment, talking about Ray, Ray's journey in the sequel trilogy, and why or should we continue Ray's story in Star Wars. So there'll be an interesting one. So make sure to tune in, I think, 7.15 on the channel. 
Um, all right, so yes, um, living here in Florida, like Candace also, I wanna, everyone that lives on the East Coast, be safe. Hurricane Isaias is coming. It's been moving, it's supposed to go West Coast first, then it's changed to the East Coast, so just be safe. It's a little stormy out here. It looks like it's gonna rain. Hopefully we don't get cut off because you never know with internet in these parts, but hopefully not. All right, so with that said, if you guys are ready, I'm no, I'm ready. Let's talk Star Wars. Star Wars news. So some Star Wars news. So yes, and I don't know why I'm the only one showing here. Okay, here's everyone again. I'm saying it's first time I have two cameras on the with the guest, so it's taking a little bit to get used to it. But again, no worries. <laughs> season two, we're trying new things and hopefully everything works out. So yes, there's been a lot of Star Wars news this past week, and by news, we mean rumors. So let's talk about a few of them, and we'll try to put them all together because there's a lot of them are similar when it comes to all the Disney Plus shows that are supposedly in development. Uh, we have, let me see if we can get this here. No, don't worry, I'll figure it out in a minute. All right, here we go. So we have, Disney Plus, a lot of shows, and we have Lando supposedly coming. We have Maul and Kira, plus supposedly a continuation of Solo and Chewbacca, which is the one I really want to see. So we'll see if that happens. So for you guys, before we get into specifics of all those rumors, so there was another rumor that said that there might be up to nine shows in development, Star Wars-wise, in Disney Plus. Is this too much? What do you guys think? Because, again, we have Mandalorian Season 3, which is already in pre-production. We know Cassian, Kenobi, and The Bad Batch. So those are four. So supposedly five more shows. Well, what are you guys' thoughts on this? Well, Bree's in the industry, so she knows like yeah. how long it takes for a show to go from mm -hmm. just a night concept to mm -hmm. in production to actually streaming. So... My whole thing is, as long as I spread them out, because there's that magical feeling you get, like, every time a new Clone Wars episode was released, like, I would go, during my lunch break, I would just, like, be like, I'm ready. I'm ready for this episode. Um, same with The Mandalorian. It's, I don't want that magical feeling to go away. That's why I was like, is this too much? It could so, be, especially we saw that with all the live action movies coming out, even that Disney was doing. It it got to be like, oh, another one's coming out. You know, and you don't want that to happen to such an iconic franchise because some people can get burnt out really quickly. And especially if they don't take the time and energy into crafting like a great script. Because that um, is something that's a yeah. I do agree. Um, a little bit nervous because I don't want it to be, oh, Mandalorian was great. Season seven was great of Clone Wars. This is what they want. Let's just fill the space with it. But as you guys mentioned, it does take years to produce one of these shows, mm -hmm. especially if they have nine in productions. Maybe it's 10 years down the pipeline. What I'm a bit concerned is the longevity of its show. I don't want them to drag on for seasons and seasons. Yeah. Um, I think that the Obi-Wan series, they said, is uh, just a one of four to six yeah. episodes, and that should be a limited it. series. Yeah, limited series. 
Uh, Mandalorian, we already know they're working on season three. Hopefully, it's no more than the four seasons, at least for me. And hopefully, it's not eight, nine seasons going on. So if it's staggered like that, Cassian hopefully shouldn't be too long either, one or two seasons, because it's just right there with Rogue One. So I think that's another concern. Do you guys have any concern about season length? And maybe if it's one or two series per year, it's not so bad. Um, Disney or Star Wars, Lucasfilm, are really good at knowing when to end. Mm -hmm. Like, Star Wars Rebels ended in a high note. Yeah. And Clone Wars, yeah, they could have continued past se season seven, even though that's supposed to be like two and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it ended, again, on a high note. They are good at knowing when to leave. So I, I trust their judgment in that regards. Okay. Yeah, and like more mainstream networks that just keep pushing out a story, even though maybe even the creators even wanted only five seasons, you know? So mm -hmm. I'm hoping, <laughs> lost. I know that's right. what I was thinking of. <laughs> I'm just going to call them out right here. Good. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, like production right now is such in a hazy uh, position you know, mm -hmm. due to even COVID. Um, so I don't even know when they realistically can start a huge production because there's been even talks about not even having a lot of extras on set right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with Star Wars, we know that extras are <laughs> very much so present in the world, yeah. you know, just to make it seem livable at times. I mean, Tatooine is pretty sparse if well, you don't well, go to Mos Eisley. And every episode could just be a bottle episode. Well, there you go. I mean, Star Wars bubble. We could do that. Bu bubble, a bubble, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you never know. We'll see. Um, again, everything's just rumors. I know some people get extremely excited or down when they hear stories like this, but just rumors. Hopefully, in a few weeks, we start learning more since Star Wars Celebration was supposed to be at the end of the month. So hopefully, they start releasing mm -hmm. some of those. Mm -hmm. Um, So going a little bit back to some rumors that hopefully, at least for me, I know you guys are a little bit in between or mixed with Solo. Um, so all the That's rumors, <sighs> go ahead. What were you gonna say? Oh, I <laughs> love it. It's the, since Disney's merger, it's the Star Wars movie I've seen the most. Mm -hmm. But I, it's not like the best movie, <laughs> but I love it. Well, Brie is just making yeah, that face right now. I know. They do. My expressions. <laughs> oh, um, I don't know. I really, I would just prefer the Landau series. Give me Donald Glover any day. He really took that character to a new level where I felt, um, I can never pronounce his name. What's his name? Who played Han? Um, Harrison Ford? Call the name right. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll put her away from that. All right, so just you and me right now. So perfect, that, perfect. Thank so you. Alden and Reich, I believe. Yes, Alden. Uh, I don't think <laughs> he. I'm going to my baby Yoda out. There you go. He will be my spokesperson. Perfect. Yes, oh, twins. Oh, I don't. Yeah, Bree. I know. I need to get on the baby Yoda. My hair is slightly baby Yoda color. There you go. We'll, we'll take that. Um, perfect. <laughs> so going back, so we have supposedly the Lando series with Donald Glover, then Maul and Kira, and we know what's, supposed, what's going on with Ray Park. We don't need to get into it. 
And then lastly, supposedly a continuation of the solo movie with Han and Chewie going okay. to Tatooine. So of those three, which ones do you guys prefer or which one do you think are actually going to happen? Hmm. Uh, well, I mean, I'm, obviously Donald Glover I want sure. to happen. Yeah. I mean, I would really love to see Kira and Maul, just that time in between, trying to see like how he got from like running the criminal empire mm -hmm. to where he was in in Rebels in season Rebels. two, like destitute and really sad. <laughs> and you can also give her a lot more to do than she did in the movie and, you know, develop her. Do yeah. you think with some rumors a few weeks ago, months ago, saying that Star Wars, of course, was trying to emulate the MCU and have some, a lot of those shows kind of separate, but then come together? Can they try something like this with those solo rumors, having three different series and then coming together as one as the actual continuation of the movie? Or would you like to see something? I mean, I would also like just to see maybe something in the Star Wars universe that isn't connected to the movies. Sure. But I feel like they left a lot of things up in the air in Solo, thinking mm -hmm. they're going to get a sequel that they should. <laughs> like, close so, those threads. Yeah. Does so, it need to happen? <laughs> yes. Does it need to happen? But it should. <laughs> it should. I think it should. Um, I love Solo, similar to you, Candace. It's not the best Star Wars movie, but for me, it's one of the most entertaining ones. Exactly. So I can just... Smiling. I can play it. It can be in the background. If I'm not feeling that well, I can have it on and just have fun with it. It's a fun movie. I mean, that if, is I, if I put on Rogue One, I will cry. <laughs> and I don't feel like it's crying so anymore. Yeah. But it will make me cry. I know. Yeah, Michael always has some falsely some sources saying that Solo 2 is happening. So I'm just giving him a little love here so he doesn't feel left out. Um, so when I heard, and this is my hot take, I'm not known for my hot takes in Star Wars. <laughs> and although I do agree that they did a great job with Lando in the Solo movie, I'm fine if we don't get a continuation to it. I'm more interested in Han Solo, Chewbacca, and that story. And what I would really like, and you can bring Maul and Kira into this, I've said it before in the show, it's so Kira and Maul are looking for Han. He's already in Tatooine with Jabba. So you have those two criminal enterprises, Maul, the Crimson Dawn and Kira, Jabba with his crime syndicate, Han Solo, Boba Fett, which is my guy, and then those two crime organizations going at it. So that's what I would like to see. Um, and then for the Lando one, you don't know if it's going to be a prequel to it or afterwards. I'm guessing it should be afterwards just to continue that story. If it's before, I would like to see that because I love um, Dryden Boss in Solo. It's one of my favorite villains in Star Wars recently. And we know that Lando and Crimson Dawn had some interaction because he does said, oh, me and Crimson Dawn are squared off. So hopefully seeing that interaction between Lando and some of the crim criminal organizations before he tried to go. Excuse me. So just start buying moons and hanging with droids might be interesting, but just rumors and rumors. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, if it's like the Calrissian Chronicles, like he was narrating in Solo, mm -hmm. then you could tell stories that are like out of order yeah. and things like that. So it could be a mix of both. It would be interesting to see how he got Cloud City. 
Like he yeah. literally just got it in Sabak. Like that's it. <laughs> You got no, a whole I mean, mining colony? I think there's so much you can do with him because there's so much we don't know about him. Um, he's a very, like, uh, I don't know, like a, a nomad character mm -hmm. in this universe who always just kind of happens to be <laughs> in places, <laughs> you know? Um, so I think there's just a lot more to explore with him. Cool. Well, I was just playing... I finally got through the story um, of Battlefront 2. <laughs> I'm getting through all the video games now that I have time that I've been putting off. And like, he's still like a general after Return of the Jedi and stuff like that. So it would be interesting to see more of his character because he goes from the scoundrel pirate to like instantly Return of the Jedi being like, I will put this ship in the Death Star and blow it up. <laughs> so it would be cool to see maybe him kind of like deal with being a scoundrel but also being a good person like Han is all right so we'll see um if you guys had a a vote or something about that disney plus show that you would like to see is there anything specific i know you mentioned something maybe off from the movies is there a show that you would like to see or like to pitch to disney uh i would love to see ahsoka post revenge of the sith pre-rebels wow. working with Bail Organa and Mom Mothma to build the rebellion from scratch. I'll like, be interesting. I want to see like when did she and Rex separate? Was it like right after Clone Wars? Or were they like together and working? Yeah, so that's something I thought was going to happen at the end of season seven and spoilers a little bit late for anyone that hasn't seen it. Was, yeah, Ugh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I thought we we're going to see that at the end of season seven and when it didn't happen, like, wait, there's a story here because between then and Rebels, something happened that they haven't seen each other in years. Uh, how yeah, they, did they get didn't talk planet? So. Yeah, it's not mentioned in the Ahsoka novel. Mm. We do see her after Clone Wars and she does fight an Inquisitor and that's how she gets her her new lightsabers, but there's more to it. Also, I think it'd be interesting to see one of like the rebel bases, you know, that is connected to the characters we know, but you know. One of the million rebel bases. Yeah, I mean, there's so many. I think. Bree. How many Bree. planets do they have that you can Guess just what? find rebel bases in any corner? Guess what? Oh. They do something like that. It's in, it's called Star Wars Rebels. You should watch it. <laughs> You should watch I, it. I'm going to. You have been saying that for months. Well, yeah, I know. We'll get you back after you watch it. I started my rewatch of Rebels. I only watch it through just once in a few episodes here and there, more times, especially the one with, I won't say, Obi-Wan and Maul. I just leave it there. Um, so I'm starting my rewatch again. And it's good. It's a good show. Awesome. You should watch it. It's amazing. I, I know. Her. I know. But. Maybe maybe it's another waffle thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we've been talking about because like we've already recorded all our Star Wars episodes, and I'm like, I don't want to stop talking about <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> so and there's a lot I still haven't seen. She's so. seen nothing. <laughs> I know nothing. Okay, let's talk about droids. Oh well, she's only seen the movies. Uh, all right. I know. Go. I'm one of those people. She <laughs> yeah. Back 
specs and everything. And she's he's like, oh, let's talk about your favorite droids. I'm like, well, my favorite droids are BD-1 and Chopper. And Brie has no idea who those droids are. No, I don't. I know. I'm oh, a I'm yeah. a poor Star Wars fan. I mean, I'm a Star oh, Wars fan. Don't say that too loud. People take that seriously and start bashing you. <laughs> Uh, so anytime you guys want to talk Star Wars, if your show is done Star Wars for now, you can come over. We'll make some time for you guys. And I oh, skipped you. ahead. Again, I, I told you before, I'm a little, not nervous. I was excited for this episode, and I skipped ahead a lot of stuff because I told you I wanted to talk about you guys and your podcast and all that stuff. So let's rewind a little bit before going, keeping on with the news items. Um, so what got you guys into podcasting? Why? And we talked about a little bit originally why you went with Geeky Girl Gab, but what got you guys into podcasting? Have you guys always been friends? You became friends trying to do this podcast. How did this all came together? Um, we've been like best friends since we were 14. Yeah. And Brie moved over to California. I stayed in Florida because I'm stupid. <laughs> I'm trying to get her to come over here. Yeah. I feel your pain because I'm still here for 12 years. Yeah, yeah it's been a while. And we're both nerds. And I just noticed that the majority of podcasters were white men. And I was like, my opinion's a little different than theirs. Because, <laughs> like, Bree's half Middle Eastern. I'm half Indian. Mm -hmm. We're, we just have, like, a kind of a different perspective on when we watch some things in pop culture. Yeah. And we wanted to talk to also other people who were like that, like see things in a different way. Anything else from you, Brie, that got you, wanted, got you into wanted to into podcasting? <clears throat> oh man, um, I mean, Candace knows me. When when you put me in front of something, give me a topic, I'll talk, I'll, <laughs> I'll do it. My mouth yeah. just runs, um, mostly in, in nonsense sometimes. Um, no, but I, I also, um, I, I've been an actor, um, I don't know, like professionally, I guess, since college, because um, that's when I first got paid. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, I've also been getting into writing. I've developed shows. Um, you know, there's just, I kind of pick apart things in different ways sometimes. You know, maybe it's why I hate Attack of the Clones. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I'm going to mention it every time. We talk anything about Star Wars. Go ahead. Um, I listened to that episode a few days ago. So every episode, let it go. I mean, I have to. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's just kind of who I am. So, and and plus, getting to talk to Candace and also Vanessa, who is another one of our childhood friends, it's just nice to like, I don't know, have fun together. And you know, it, it's interesting to hear their ideas. And you know, sometimes it does change my opinions. And it's nice to have that balance. And I think. Yeah. We're on each corner of the country. She's in, mm -hmm. Vanessa's in D.C., Bree's in California. I'm in Florida. <laughs> but we can always just, like, come and talk about whatever nerdy thing comes up. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, our podcast is like a giant sleepover sometimes. You know, <laughs> it's just like. I mean, that's literally what we do in sleepovers. We'd watch something nerdy if it was Star yeah. Wars, Harry Potter, I mean, Lord I of the Rings. I was going to say before we started, but I'll do it here just in front of everyone. I feel a little bit disappointed that I didn't get into your show a little bit earlier. I have listened to as many episodes because you you do feel that friendship and that relationship that the three of you guys have in all your shows. Every time I listen to them, they're extremely funny. 
Uh, we'll talk a bit about it. I think I tweeted at you guys when I listened to your solo one and talk about Maul being choppy choppy in half and that to me it's one of the greatest lines ever. And with all your prequel episodes, Bri, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but I know oh, you read some of the novelizations and it's, you see how awkward and how bad some of the writing, especially in the Attack of the Clones, where you're just reading it verbatim. And you're like, oh, is this what they really said? And the novelization just makes it worse and creepier. But it's fun to see that guy that coming from you guys. <laughs> yeah. We have a lot of feelings and we're not afraid to tell them. And Tons. we're not we're not afraid to make fun of each other either, because we like oh no, we don't I take mean, it seriously. They make fun know. of me so much, it's fine. <laughs> you have said some really disturbing things. <laughs> including she would want to be quarantined in the Hunger Games arena. Yeah. Of all fictional places. Well, I think here, here's the I thing. I think <laughs> It would motivate me more during quarantine. Well, that's like, that's something. I'll get you out yeah, of the house, moving a little bit, running for your life. Exactly. I'm like, you know, excitement. Murdered by children. <laughs> Not if I murder first. <laughs> that goes back to my other thing. So now I'm scared. Exactly. I might mute her again. Yeah, go for uh, it. Yeah. So, baby Yoda can replace oh. <laughs> Yeah, we'll just put him in, in her place. There we go. Hey, baby Yoda. How, mm -hmm. how I'm sorry. I love this thing so much. <laughs> it's so freaking cute. Yeah, the, my one is not that. This is one that my wife sent me okay. a picture one day. Baby Yoda. Okay, they're both still cute, though. I, I mean, I can just do the show like this and we'll get <laughs> I know. I See, need more baby Yoda stuff. One of them oh, would just the Emmys. Uh, we'll get to it. You see a baby Yoda in a little tuxedo walking that Emmy stage. So cute. Oh my goodness. All right, let's let's try to fall back into this. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Brie, you mentioned you you are into acting, writing, producing. Um, you did a web series. Can you talk a little bit about how you got into it? What are yeah and all that and how does that affect you watching star wars do you as an actor and a writer does it affect you watching the movies for the first time you're just analyzing everything um sometimes um especially because candace knows like i haven't like i i saw oh gosh i saw the force awakens in theaters but then i never saw the last jedi or you did not see force awakens in theaters i didn't oh no, no I didn't. you didn't no, no i didn't because we were at Disney yeah. World and you met Kylo Ren and you're like, who is that? <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh no, Brie, it's summer. <laughs> it's been nearly eight months. Why have you not seen this movie? And then it took the Brie like a year to see Force Awakens. And then they yeah. didn't even watch Last Jedi or Rise of Skywalker no, until we I, did these episodes. <sighs> so, yeah. so like my perspective, like I, I, <sighs> I I was pausing a lot. I'm like, wait, hold on. And sometimes I would text Candace and be like, I don't understand this. <laughs> During Rise of Skywalker, I was like, it's okay. I don't either. Just, yeah. Just watch oh, it. Just yeah. go with it. Like, live tweet during that. And I like had a pause and like formulate thoughts because I was like, I don't wait. Hold on. What's happening now? Um, but yeah, I do. It, it does affect the way I look at things now, um, especially like knowing how to formulate uh, a script and, and going that. And sometimes like writers have different choices than you would have, um, you know, JJ Abrams, <laughs> um, especially. And yeah, I mean, I got into it because um, I was at this um, 
casting workshop, which they don't exist anymore. Um, but a casting director is like, you know what? You're really funny, but write something yourself. And I said, okay. So that's kind of how I, I jumped into writing because I, I was told to write for myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's not the most motivating thing to to hear when you're trying to start something. Um, sometimes it is. I mean, I, I've I've done like uh, diversity showcases now, and you know, I've I've grown a lot um, just doing what I have done in the industry. Um, but it is. It's like you know, you have to just keep pushing yourselves and pushing the limit. And I think that's something like we've wanted to do with our podcast as well is just like push ourselves. And uh, Candace wanted to push me into watching more Star Wars. <laughs> All right, let hey, me say hi to Cam Ray who just joined the chat. Hi Cam, how are you doing? Welcome, welcome. Little baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah, no, no poor egg. I will just keep in there. Every time we mention baby Yoda, we'll put Cam Ray so we can see. <laughs> just for baby Yoda. All right, and Brie, I, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. So Candace, you also wrote uh, wrote it down here. The complete Star Wars saga on oh, a bridge play or directed. Yeah, I talk a I, bit about that. What's that all about, and where can I see it? Okay, you can't see it anywhere. I have it on an external hard drive. I need to put it on YouTube. <laughs> but we did it for a Fringe Festival, and it was pretty much all six movies because at that time the the Skywalker saga wasn't complete. So it was a, have you heard of the complete Shakespeare works abridged? Uh, no. Okay. I'm well, that's one of my favorite plays and they go through all of Shakespeare's plays all in under an hour. So I was wow. like, why don't we do this with Star Wars? Because I love Star Wars and it's really fun. I got it. I did it with three of my friends. Well, two of them, I didn't know before this, but now like we're really good friends. Mm -hmm. Um, Molly, Betty, Jane, and Sarah, and they are huge Star Wars fangirls too. And like, for instance, like we told Empire Strikes Back with sock puppets, <laughs> which was interesting. Um, we made fun of a lot of the prequel stuff, including <laughs> the sand. I've noticed. Yeah, yeah, we did that. Um, there's just like little things, like oh, we did um, a interpretive dance of the Death Star first battle where we had to get the audience involved with Ooh. ribbon dancing. And I had a beach volleyball that was a Death Star that lit up. It was so very dramatic. It was amazing. We did it at Tampa Comic-Con and Megacon and it was like 400, 500 people watched it one time. And right. awesome. that was, that was, and it was like everyone laughed in the right moments. Everyone cheered. And it was just great to be with a bunch of Star Wars fans and making fun, but also honoring it because we, we love it so much. You, you can't take Star Wars too serious because that's that's when then any little change, yeah. you go crazy about it. You got to take it with a grain of salt and knowing that it's coming from a place of love because we all love Star Wars. Obviously, you do. And it shows, especially when you do a comedy like this. And I would yeah. really like to see it. You got to do a live stream tweeting and commentary of it. It'll be great. Oh yeah, that would be fun. But yeah, no, because I really like writing. I do some writing too, and I mm -hmm. really like comedy. I like making people laugh, and I like bringing my nerdy side into it too. So it was a perfect mix. Cool. So we've talked a little bit about diversity and how important it is, and the reason that you guys basically started your channel, your podcast, and a lot of the stuff that you guys are doing. For me, as another guy, 
growing up with Star Wars, this doesn't enter my mind from when I was a kid. It's just a movie watching it. Yeah, those guys might look like me. I'm Hispanic, but still six, seven years old. That doesn't register. But for you guys growing up on, on a different culture, basically, and not being seeing yourself represented, I guess, how important is it for you diversity, not just in Star Wars, but in geek culture? And do you think Star Wars is doing enough there? Should they do more? Are they going on the right direction? Oh, that's was, a loaded question. So, <laughs> as a child watching the original trilogy, I thought Leia was the only woman in the galaxy for a little bit. Like there was Aunt Beru, Mom Mothma gets a few lines, and that's literally it. Mm -hmm. So, and then we get Padme in the prequels. And we'll once, um, we were teenagers when the Clone Wars came out. Yeah. So it was a little like, not quite, we weren't kids anymore, but Ahsoka, seeing a female Jedi, because that's what I wanted to be. I didn't. I love Princess Leia. And I was like, yeah, I want to be a princess, but I want to be a princess Jedi. Mm -hmm. I want to be a Jedi so badly. I just want to wield that lightsaber. Yeah, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to I wanted to feel the Force. I wanted to battle some Sith. Brie wanted to be the Sith. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to, like, betray the Sith. You say that. <laughs> Once but he goes he, on the dark path, that's it. Not yeah, yeah. Well, you oh, never know. I don't have enough time and energy to bring you back from the dark side. I'm no Skywalker. <laughs> I can't do it. You just leave her. Oh. Yeah, so. Don't have that fleeting moment. That's what I'm saying. Nah, Pre would be go. in the dark side. <laughs> I might surprise you. No, so, there's too oh, many nightmare boys over there. <laughs> so for you, Brie, what? diversity how important it is in star wars and did you have similar i guess growing up similar to candace just seeing leia and that's it but wanted more that represented you yeah i mean it's tough like when i grew up in the theater and like doing plays and everything and there's a lot of parts that they're just like oh well you're not right for that it's like well why and it's like well you don't fit the typical look or whatever and it's come up in a lot like I had an agent tell me I was just diverse enough like I was just ethnic enough oh, wow. and I would be uh, I would appear less threatening ethnicity wise and it it takes a step back and you just go really did those words just like really form out of your mouth and you decided to say that mm -hmm. um so diversity is such a big part in in general because you know especially even LGBTQ characters to just normalize it more that people don't have this innate hatred of seeing them on screen, you know? And it's like how we saw Rose, how people reacted so almost like vital yeah. to her and like cyber bullied her off. And, you know, it, it's just like, really, it's like the worlds that are created should be for all because the world is for all. You know, there's millions of different types of people. And just to have a plethora represents to just normalize the differences that everyone has, I think would be a testament to just see the growth um, of humanity. You know, I mean, that I would hope exists. Um, I think Star Wars tries to, I don't know. I mean, it's trying it, a lot it's more. It's trying a lot more. But then you get, you get fans who just, don't want it and you know just try to 
the backlash was crazy. And I mean, to be honest, like that was one of my hesitations of seeing the last Jedi in the first place, which is how like people reacted and just sort of like, I don't know. What gets me is like, people are like, Oh, there's, there were no girl star Wars fans. And I'm like, I would, I've been a star Wars fan since I was nine. Yeah. I had a giant millennial Falcon that lit up and I could put my action figures in. And I, Brie was one of my childhood best friends. Vanessa was friends too. All our friends, girlfriends, yeah. liked Star Wars. So I was shocked when people kept saying that. And I'm like, yeah, like, are you just pulling two girls randomly that you know? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of us. Yeah. And like, I used to go to Disney, like, when I lived back in Florida, Disney um... celebrations. Well, yeah, but Star Wars also- celebration. Yeah, and, like, you can meet the characters, and there's, you know, the actors came, and, you know, I met, like, Warwick Davis, and it, it was so cool. And I was a teen doing that and running around with a plastic lightsaber, you know, because why not? Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We exactly. exist. Yeah, there's been a Star Wars, girl Star Wars fan since 1977. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Um, so that's why I always get confused when I see people go, like that, because you see that on Twitter. Twitter, wow. So yes, so I I wrote it down here. I don't. So gatekeeping in Star Wars is a topic that we can go on forever. I know you guys don't shy away from calling it out when you guys see it on Twitter and wherever. And I applaud you guys for it. I know. I think one of you guys did it recently. There was a conversation with some. I almost jumped in. I said, ah, oh, they don't need any help. Uh, yeah, no, I think <laughs> I run our Twitter, and Great. I'm always like, I I tweet, I I, I text. Brie and Vanessa, I'm like, can I take down some misogyny today on our Twitter? Is that okay with you guys? And they're like, that's fine. Go for it. We, we love taking down misogyny. Like, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I was like, can I comment on this? Is this gonna be controversial? And they're just like, go for it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so it's there, but yeah, that's reason that I sometimes the next couple of guests and some of the last guests, I'm trying to be more diverse in my show, just my myself talking about why I think th- these things are bad, are important, but it might just come up as another guy talking about it, not having enough representation on the show. So that's why I wanted to talk with you guys, Star Wars in general, because you're a great Star Wars fans, a great show, but also bring light to this from your perspective and having kids, a son and a daughter, which I want them to grow in a better world also. And it's not a, not just saying, oh, I have a, a girl, so I wanted to. No, also my son needs oh, to learn. I this is, say that. I know. It's, <laughs> I know. It's like, I just like, I was like, oh. So, yeah, yeah, it's but the no, first I know, thing. Oh, I, know. I, have, I have a daughter, so. I, so I I'm, I'm good. I'm yeah. good. But <laughs> it's my son that we try to, me and my wife, to no, you don't talk to her like that. You don't, if the, she says stop, you got to stop. Yeah, you're playing, but respect what she's saying. And then hopefully they grow into that. But then we forget about it once they move out of the house. But as parents, we're supposed to always be teaching our kids better. And we sometimes forget, oh, someone's older, 18, 20. Hopefully my my kids by that age are good. We've done good parenting. But if we see that they're doing things like this, we should still step up as parents. I tell them, no, you got to behave better to women, people of different ethnicities, people just like yourself, different um, so again, st- gatekeeping in Star Wars, it's everywhere, on, not everywhere, but it's pretty prevalent in uh, social I, media. Do you think it is something that can be done about it or? Yeah, I don't think it's a majority. I definitely think it's a very small minority of people who are like that. They're just really loud. Mm-hmm. 
and they just say really com controversial things so they get attention but i don't think that's most of the fandom honestly yeah, there's I've a couple yeah i yeah. mentioned here i'm i guess not just glad but fortunate uh, that the people i follow on twitter and in this star wars account and the ones that follow me don't support any of this so usually when there's someone shows up oh star wars twitter is going off today and well, i don't see it on my time yeah it, yeah and someone then, will put something that's like very a bit ambiguous and be like <laughs> oh star wars drama and i'm like <laughs> well now i need to know what it is yeah and that's unfortunate i do the same thing i, I click I on it, five messages down oh of course, I went on down this rabbit hole, and now everything sucks. But right, let people have pineapple on pizza if they want it. Yeah, no. Well, I'm here with <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with Cam here. No, I, I'll I draw the it's line. It's a sweet and salty thing. It's a sweet and salty, right? At the mm. same time, I'll say I've never tried it. I just imagine myself not liking it. So who knows? Maybe you I might do be like surprised. It. I know. I had the. Matt from Wannabe Jedi cast a few shows ago, and he did say, if we're still going on two years and we meet up at the next celebration, he just, he's gonna buy me a slice. So that's the only reason I'm going to <laughs> celebration, weighs thousands of dollars in flights and hotels just so he can buy me a slice of pineapple pizza and change my mind, so. Perfect. Right. Yeah, no, I've already planned because Bree's over in LA. So I was like, Bree, you know I'm coming in two years, definitely. <laughs> yeah, start making space, get that. Yeah. Not oh, true. I am. I'm getting a trundle bed. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. we, get, you, get you some bunk beds and then we can all just hang out over there. <laughs> yeah, <that's true>. So <laughs> going back to Star Wars, because I think they're they're getting better, especially in the publishing side. You saw it with the, all the authors for the from a certain point of view. There's a that's lot true. of female and different ethnicities showing up. And now Leslie Headland with her series, the one of the writers with Taika Waititi's movies, also female. So it seems to be growing most more in the publishing side and slowly coming to TV and movies. So hopefully they do go in the right direction. But I still think they do need a little bit. But I guess. Yeah, I think they just like if all let's say all those nine movies and nineteen <laughs> are correct. It's like. 8.5 of them are male leads yeah. versus like 0.5 Maul and Kira. So <laughs> it's, you got to see the characters too. And yeah, yeah but no, the, the Mandalorian had Bryce Dallas Howard had Deborah mm -hmm. Chow directing and those and are doing the Kenobi series by herself. So that's, yeah. yeah. And then there was just diversity of the directors too, mm -hmm. of just like having, outside of you know the norm so mm -hmm. which is nice it's, to see. it's great and they're seeing and the mandalorian got nominated for an emmy so for, for best drama mm -hmm. and it got a bunch of rewards so they and obviously everyone loves it i mean huh. how much baby has been sold <laughs> oh i don't much, even think i could even say the number <laughs> yeah so oh. All right, and then, so, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and then Pedro Pascal stars in that. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's it's just, it's it's going in the right direction. Yeah, I so still think that they made a mistake when they announced Mandalorian, because I think it was International Women's Day, and they said, and John Favreau is the lead, or it's directing all of them on National Women's Day. And I, uh, a little bit tone deaf, but 
Yeah, a little faux pas. Yeah. It's like, we've got to check the dates of these things. <laughs> All right. So final question before we go back to the movie news. I mean, the Star Wars news. When you guys officially moved to the geeky waffle, you made a long thread of waffles and Star Wars characters. Or Star Wars characters and what waffle represented them. Which one was your favorite? If you can pick uh, one. Well, Candace did this. I like the Sabine tie-dyed color ones. <laughs> also, I just, Sabine is like one of my favorite characters, like going back to just how obsessed I am with Star Wars Rebels. Mm -hmm. Having her played by Tia, growing up half Indian, and sure. finally yeah. having like someone who is like me. Like if I had that as a kid, I, I just, <laughs> I still get teary-eyed. All my friends buy me all the Sabine merch that they see, mm -hmm. even if they don't watch the show. They know like how much I have the Barbie doll, I have the bobblehead, I have the book, like of her artwork. So yeah, oh, so yeah, really nice. I, I love colors, I love art, I love just expressing yourself. So yeah, Sabine, colorful waffles, yes please. <laughs> um, my favorite that Candace tweeted out was Anakin as the burnt waffles because I thought it was hilarious. People thought I was mean, but I made Han Solo and Carbonite frozen waffles. Yeah. Which is also funny. Lego. Yeah. I mean, they were funny. They were great. I did took a little bit, not issue, but oh, poor Anakin, just let him be. He doesn't need to be a burned waffle. I've had some of those and they're not good. <laughs> well, I mean, he did kill a bunch of kids. <laughs> People do forget about that one. I defend Anakin, but he's like, he murdered younglings. Yeah. Like he <laughs> murdered younglings. He, yeah. It's fine. You can be a <laughs> Yeah. You <laughs> can deal with that. All right. So let's go back to a few more news. And I had a few more, but they're not that big, and I don't want to take too much time on them. So let's talk real quick about Mandalorian being nominated for 15 Emmys. Um, so let me go down the list real quick of everything that they were nominated. So we have... Drama series, sound mixing, special effects, stunt coordinator, cinematography, fantasy sci-fi costumes, sound editing, voiceover performance, production design, editing for three different episodes, prosthetic and makeup, music composition, and guest actor. Oof. Did you ever expect a Star Wars show to be nominated for so many Emmys? And do you think they can win one, two, any of these. I know there's some great competition in some of them, especially that drama series, but do you think there's definitely the, the visual? Oh yeah. Definitely visual. What the technology they did with the the backgrounds with the screens and everything volume, yeah. was it it was amazing. And honestly, when I was like watching it the first episode, I nearly cried because I was like, <laughs> I've been dreaming of a Star Wars live action show since I was nine. And here it is, and it's beautiful, and it feels like the world, and it feels lived in, and it feels real. So, yeah, they I did think the CGI right. Oh, yeah, they did the CGI right. <laughs> always says, I hate CGI. I'm like, no, you hate bad CGI. I do. I hate horrible CGI. Attack of the Clones. Yeah, Attack of the Clones. I do like that clone scene in Revenge of the Sith. I know in Attack of the Clones, you, they might seem a little off. Mm -hmm. uh, some, of, mm -hmm. yeah, some of it does look bad. But how, what do you think, Bish? Is there any, I think, also sci-fi fantasy costumes? These ones that it should be up there? Yeah, I think, they, I think, in my humble opinion, I think they can walk away with at least six awards. Oh, wow. 
Cool. So we'll see. Again, this took me a little bit by surprise because, oh, there was nominated for Emmys. You think one, maybe two, not 15. So hopefully. You expect, you expect the production ones. I did not expect best drama. Yeah. I thought that these would think it's Star Wars, you know, it's for kids or whatever. <laughs> but it's, like, it's, so it's so well written. It's it's there. Each episode's like a little movie. Yeah. So, did you think having eight episodes still between thirty minutes to 40, 42, 45, was that a good length, or do you hope for season two that a little bit longer? No, I loved it. I like that they varied. It's like let the story be told in whatever amount of time was necessary. Mm -hmm. So they didn't drag it out, or they didn't like rush it. Yeah. So uh, honestly, that's like storytelling done right. You know, you can tell when something's just a filler episode or, um, you know, like, oh, well, we have to just randomly put something in that doesn't make sense. And to just to have the consistency that they did with um, the story was just I, I really admired that. Like, that's like it, it was even really like the episodes that you had considered like filler, like when he was trying to get his parts back from the Dawa, it's it still showed you the character so yeah, it wasn't it even felt like it was developing you know it wasn't just a filler to filler like they still <laughs> developed <laughs> yeah. yeah the only one that i would call a filler and i mean if you watch clone wars and rebels rebels um <laughs> we a lot of times people say oh those are filler and then a season later oh now all of this connects just the space whales i hated the space whales at first but then I did a whole show of weird creatures in Star Wars and Space Wolves were there. But I think that episode in Tatooine was the only one that I consider a little bit filler because I don't think it progressed the story of Mandalorian's Mando's own story. We did learn a lot more about the Sand People, the Tusken Raiders, and I love that part. But all the others, you get a little bit more of his backstory, at least even if the story doesn't move forward, you learn a little bit more about Din Djarin, and that's why I don't think a lot of them were filler episodes. Well, that's the beauty of it. You're developing the world around you. You're developing all the characters, not just one. And that's an issue that I have a lot of, you know, the prequel. It's that we don't see development from a lot of different characters. Mm -hmm. It feels very stunted. So to have that in the show was very nice. Yeah, and that, that episode in Tatooine definitely sets up what's going to happen in season two. Oh, no. I just... Five, six. Hopefully. We'll see. I don't want to get into yeah. a discussion of Boba Fett because I don't know how you guys feel. Um, but yes, yeah, so for me, <laughs> what I hope nothing happened with, again, all the rumors, with that casting rumors that and 10 different special characters are going to show up, that it doesn't become a new special, special guest every episode or they decide to do 15 episodes just to fill in all these characters. Hopefully they don't move away from the main story, which is Dean Jarin and this little guy here. Yeah. All right. So yes, hopefully they do come away with something. So we'll see. All right. So let's do one last news topic. It will be real quick just to, it's not really a news, but it is, but not that much. So a few weeks ago, Brie Larson mentioned that she had auditioned for a Star Wars movie. And then I think we learned a few days ago that it was for Rogue One that she auditioned for. So surprise, would do you think Eventually, we'll see Brie Larson in Star Wars. Do you think they did okay just, not just, but going with Felicity instead of Brie Larson for that role? If I'm guessing she 
she went for that, you know, so what do you think about this? I think Felicity did an amazing job. Yeah. And Brie would have done great too. And I kind of want Brie casted in Star Wars just to see a few <laughs> people's heads explode. Yes. Because it would tick off the right people. <laughs> That's so true. that would just be fun to watch them. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I want Marvel people in Star Wars. Uh, because were we already just, associated with Marvel or? Yeah. I mean, not that they haven't done a good job in the past, like with um, Paul Bettany as Dragon Voss and he plays Vision too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's been plenty of that, but I like when Star oh, Wars has, I like Star Wars when they bring out the unknown actors. Same. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, cause it started with all unknowns and I think that's the beauty of it because then you can become invested into the characters and you're not just like witnessing like an established actor, which is yeah. nothing wrong with an established actor, of course, um, because they need work <laughs> as well. Um, yeah, but there's just a beauty about the roughness of it mm-hmm. um and it also like especially if you're going to do a trilogy you need actors who are available and established actors are booked for years years and it's and if you have these somewhat unknown actors you can book them up and mm-hmm. do all that kind of stuff so i mean maybe for like a single um solo yeah. Okay. But yeah, Maybe. no, I would I would like to see her just to freak out some <laughs> angry dudes. I do think it's going to happen. And she's mentioned a few times how big a Star Wars fan she is. And then things slowly start popping that's, up. And then this usually leads to something. That's what I want. I want Star Wars fans in my Star Wars. I want Star Wars fans making it. <laughs> I Because you can tell when people love what they're doing. Yeah. And you can see it on screen. You can feel it. If their heart's not in it, no matter how good they are at what they do, it's just not there. Yeah. I heard this before and I've heard both arguments. Do you think it's more important to have Star Wars fan being an actor on, in it or the writer slash director being the Star Wars fan for the project? Writer, definitely. Yeah. I would say writer, <laughs> but also like acting, it really depends on the talent. Like, you know, I mean, some, there's great actors, but sometimes you know, they don't connect with a character as well as someone else would. Um, so, but writing, having the backstory, the knowledge. Yeah, there's so connect. much backstory. And there's a bunch of nerds like Alberto and me, not Brie, who will it's see things, who will see things and be like, excuse me, that's not a Wayfinder, that's a holocron. Okay, I'm me. sorry, I'm still yeah. mad about that. Same, I like, I see it's holocron. He's a wayfinder. Uh, what? I'm like, you sell those at Galaxy's Edge for 50 <laughs> bucks. Get the name right. I do like Rise of Skywalker. But yes, when I saw Kylo holding that, I, oh my God, they went with a Sith holocron. This is going to be great. This is a Sith wayfinder. I don't know what that is. You're, no. No, that's All not right. what it's called. <laughs> no. Well, for, also, for, I, at the end of the Mandalorian, remember I had to ask you, I was like, oh. what's that sword thing? And <laughs> I was like, okay, sit down. And Bree's like, I'm already sitting. And I'm like, okay, yeah, so sit, sit let me again. tell Go you the history the of the Mandalorian. 
and let's go here. And I'm like, she's like, Maul had it? I'm like, yeah, Maul had it for a little bit. And this happened. That and just, yeah. I was yeah. like, because I screamed when we saw. Oh, when I saw no. oh yeah. yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, because this is the time she was actually in town and we were watching it. Yeah. And like, what happened? I was Did like, you I know. I didn't. I didn't know. I mean, I think Candace just needs like a YouTube video just explaining to me everything. Uh, I agree, Mr. Rest. They do. (laughs) They do rule. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So my wife, she's not a huge Star Wars fan. She's typical movie fan. She doesn't go out to the movies just because she doesn't want to embrace the crowd of opening day Star Wars. Those are the best ones, though. I, I go, but she doesn't like it. But anyway, so she'll watch it at home and then she'll do her questions. And sometimes she stands and go for 20 minutes and come back. What happened? I, I can't say, don't walk away. But then at the end of Rise of Skywalker, so so Palpatine, how did he come back? Who's race mom? And well, if you read the novelization, he tried to clone mm-hmm. his body into, he sent his ass into a clone, but I don't care. Okay, I'm, oh, I'm done. We have we had the guys of Pink Milk on our Rise of Skywalker episode, and I told Bree that it was a Palpatine clone who was her father, and she's like, "What?" <laughs> oh, Bree was like, "How did you?" They're like, "Did I miss a part?" I thought I did, and I was like, "No," because I was read, I was tweeting live, watching it for the first time. <laughs> Oh, that movie. I'm like, no, it's just in the novelization. You didn't miss a thing. Yeah. Now I have to go read some. I mean, I like reading books, but I didn't know I was expected to read. All yeah, you have required books. reading before yeah, you Yeah, like how I have homework to watch lists. So I asked this to Noah from The Geek Strike Back, who was my first guest. And I did ask him oh, he's what. He's on our the- Force yeah. episode. Yeah. <laughs> Small world. Yeah. What. Should people have to go outside of the movies to understand the movies, basically get do that homework or whatever? I think you shouldn't, but if you're invested on it, it doesn't hurt. His stance was, eh, no. Uh, so, Bree, do you think we should, as fans, if we want the whole story, go to all these different avenues? Oh, absolutely. Like, I, I wish I knew more. Like, I wish I knew the history behind, like, Snoke and, and Kylo. More but- so... Do you think it should be do like you required? Think, no. Do you think that it should be unknown in the movies? Like, you have to read this for this to make sense. No, I mean, it, it should make sense in the script, first of all. <laughs> like, it, it's a mainstream movie. It should make sense for everyone. Yeah, there's so many casual Star Wars fans who mm-hmm. literally, they love Star Wars, but they're just going when it opens in theaters, and that's all they do. They don't yeah. rewatch it, and that's fine because... That's just but it should make people... sense to them. It's mm-hmm. a mainstream movie. It should make sense to everyone. Um, but I mean, if you want to be more invested, you should be like, you know, you and Candace and and read everything because I think it's a way to understand the world more fully and like uh have such an appreciation for it. But you know, it, it's such a weird thing. I there shouldn't be required mm-hmm. reading to have knowledge that sure. should be available. In and yeah, it should elevate what you're watching. It should elevate yeah, the elevate. movie. Yeah. Not kind of, oh, the only way to understand how Palpatine returned is to go back and read the novelization two months after the movie comes out or something. Yeah. I was like, why is he stuck on an IV? Like, can we just, what's the why point of Why is he a it? puppet? I don't know. 
and like Brie like missed like the snow cones in a jar. So she, <laughs> they were like, "Where did snow come from?" I'm like, "He's a clone." There's two yeah. of them in that jar of weird yeah. liquid. Grow your own snow clone <laughs> at home. We'll, we'll probably sell them at Galaxy's Edge when we come back. You oh yeah, definitely. Snow I'll clone. buy one. Maybe it'll <laughs> tell me all the novelizations. <laughs> all right, so. Going now to a few fun questions I like to have with my guests, some Star Wars questions. I usually ask, do you guys, I know you're not only a Star Wars podcast, just geek in general, have you gotten or gift out any weird Star Wars gift or any geeky nerd gift or someone go, hey, I saw something that reminded me of you and it's um, the weirdest thing ever. So while you think, and I'll change my answers because I've done my answers twice and I'm sure people are done with them. But two days ago, someone at work stopped. I was talking to her. Hey, I saw something that reminded me of you. Now, okay, here we go. What Star Wars thing did you see? Oh, some chopsticks, and they had Star Wars stuff in them. Uh, okay, thank you, I guess. I mean, yeah. I've gotten, oh, what, it's not the weirdest, but it's like one of the greatest presents I've ever gotten. It was for my birthday this past year, and my friend Krista got me this purse that's shaped like the Millennium Falcon owner's manual. And it even has like a book. Uh, it looks like a book, but it's a purse. So that's amazing. She's also the one who got me a Yoda Santa Funko Pop, which I didn't even know. I'm like, oh, okay. He's Santa now for Christmas one year. And it's just a bunch of nerdy things. I have like a Princess Leia shirt that's like Rosie the Riveter that's like, we can do it. Oh, yeah. And things like that. You know, sh nerdy shirts. Oh, Porg's trying to light a Christmas tree shirt. Krista also got Krista advised me all the Star Wars stuff. So yeah. It's, yeah. I don't I don't think anyone's really gifted me any weird like I gifted you a Kylo, a Kylo Ray is Bay shirt. Yeah, but I don't think that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people want those, so we'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, they're all saying that she does have from Darth Maul chopsticks. So I guess they are. I mean, that's kind of badass, though. Yeah. He is choppy, choppy. Choppy, choppy, choppy. He's been choppy, choppy, choppy. A few times. I did love that one. That's what got me into you guys' show. So I usually show something else from my weird gifts, but I do a different one today. So this is, it's nice. I'll say it's very thoughtful, but it's a little weird because it came from one of my bosses at work. He comes one day, hey, Alberto, I got something for you. More work, I guess. And then he, oh, <laughs> I found this. And it's actual certification that makes me a Jedi Knight. In Congratulations. Whatever. Yes. So I am a Jedi Knight. I need a Padawan, probably Baby Yoda. But yeah. So these certificates that Alberto Calderon has achieved the stature of a Jedi Knight. So from now on, if you see me around, Jedi. I have to call you Jedi Knight. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll appreciate it. You don't have to, but I'll appreciate it. Oh, no, we will. Okay, great. So when I come on your show, Jedi Knight Alberto Calderon. Exactly. Hopefully someone makes me a master someday. Mace! So what are your thoughts on Mace Window? I, I didn't like him really... calling Soka Citizen. <laughs> that was really... Oh, okay, so Revenge... Okay, free. Clone Wars happens. Season seven, it happens during Revenge of the Sith, and Ahsoka is going to meet Maul, and she's like on a tele call with like Yoda and Mace Windu, and they're talking Jedi stuff, and Ahsoka's no longer a Jedi at that point, and Mace oh, goes, haven't, "You haven't seen it, Brie? 
<laughs> no. And he just goes like, citizen. Like, Ooh. oh, you can't talk. You can't, because this is Jedi stuff. You're a citizen. <laughs> but she's going to do their job for them. Uh, well, Mace is... That's Mace. I mean, it's been Mace. In the movies, because that's what I've seen of Mace. I Oh, sorry, Cam. <laughs> I know. Um... I mean, he was just sort of like I, 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 I liked him nearly for a fact of who he's played by, you know. And then he requested a purple lightsaber. <laughs> Love that fact. Yeah. Um, but to Anakin, I, I feel like he could have been a little more available. But I guess that was the problem with the Jedi, in, in any way, is that they just weren't emotionally available. <laughs> to anyone. Yeah, they were emotionally available, and they're like, Anakin, what the f is going on with you? Yeah. <sighs> So many things would have been better. Yeah. yeah. That's like two different shows to so be able to go through all that. But yeah, 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 yeah. And since but, she kind of, oh, I'm just yes, a citizen, not a Jedi just yet when Yoda says, oh, okay, citizen, then get out of our Zoom call. We don't want you here. Yeah, it was It was like, oh, burn a <laughs> Ahsoka but does not deserve not to Not in burn. a nice, sassy way, just in a jerk way. <laughs> yeah. So what's your comfort Star Wars movie to go? If you just want to watch Star Wars, I got nothing to do for the next two hours, what do you pop in and watch? Empire Strikes Back. What what did you say? I said I know what Candace is going to say. Yeah, Empire Strikes Back. It's always Empire Strikes Back. (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, the the one that always plays the most is the Phantom Menace, which isn't... (laughs) A comfort one. Um, but I like Return of the Jedi a whole lot. I think that's one I, I like to watch the most. I go back to Solo. I think, again, if I just want to have fun, let me put it. Because, yeah, I'm, since I became a parent, I've become more emotional. And a lot of these Star Wars movies get to me. So Solo doesn't make me cry. I just want to have fun a little bit. Not my favorite, but comfort movie, that one. And I do rewatch yeah. a lot of the prequels sometimes. Not the best, but a little bit rewatchable if you know when to stand up and go get something to eat. <laughs> uh, so, what's your favorite scene in Star Wars? If Star Wars, you gotta explain Star Wars to someone why you love it so much. What's that scene that you guys go to? And the movies, or does that include TV shows? TV shows. Okay. In Rebels, I... what's your favorite scene? Rebels, yeah. Um, the trial, the dark saber, the trial, the dark saber. Okay. When Sabine and Kanan are training, training. and he breaks through to her, mm-hmm. I really appreciate like the two and a half, three seasons of character buildup and what Dave Filoni planned for that character in advance, and how she was originally a side character, but she was always meant to be a main character with Ezra. Mm-hmm. And just like how that was all planned out and just it it's it's just a beautiful scene, the animation, the acting. But then I also go back to Yoda and Empire Strikes Back, oh, lifting awesome. the X-Wing, and it's just so beautiful Ooh, yeah. and classic. And oh there's I so know. many. Yeah. I, I I love when we first meet Han Solo in uh the bar. I, I'm not a technical term person. I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, in most. Yes. Um, <laughs> I just thought that was such a fun scene. But I think like after seeing Rogue One, um, I love that movie um, so much. 
And um, I think if I showed them even the last half of Vader walking mm -hmm. in, <laughs> oh, that was just yeah. like a highlight for me. And I was like, oh, yes. So I always say my favorite scene in Star Wars is in A New Hope, Luke looking to the Twin Sons when that music. Yeah. So that's yeah. my favorite music and my favorite scene because I've said it here before, that's what Star Wars means to me, which hope and Luke looking to the sons, just wanting more in his life. So that's to me my favorite scene in Star Wars. Favorite movies and Pirates Strike Back and the time of Luke training with Yoda is my favorite part. If we talk scenes in general, I think that's my favorite part in the whole saga, which is I love the force. And I think the way Yoda explains the force to Luke in that scene, it's the best that it's been. And that's one of the times I start getting emotional for some reason. An old baby Yoda gets to me. Yeah, breaking my heart. All right. So I think we've talked a lot already. We talked the reason for this show with Batted Around the Bush, we've pushed it far enough. Let's go, Pat Amidala. Let's talk the Queen of the <laughs> Senator. I love that graphic. It's, I know. I wasn't sure if I was going to use it or not. Ah, whatever. Let's put Murder it. Murder victim. Yes. yes. Is she? Yeah. I because, like I said, when I when you guys call when we were talking, so ah, let's talk about Pat We were in a Pat kick recently. So the first episode of the prequel trilogy that I listened from you guys was the Revenge of the Sith. I think in the description was also was she murdered or she was yeah. done nasty or whatever. And, oh, I gotta listen to this. And <laughs> talk. I had to go back listen to the other two. Uh, yeah, she got done dirty. I think one of you guys said, and I, again, you. Mm -hmm. I love your shows. Um, <laughs> so let's start with why Pat May. What do you guys like about her? Why do you want to talk more about her after you've been doing three movies with her talking about? Um. Well, the thing is, in the extra material, which, again, Bray hasn't seen, including Clone Wars and the novels by E.K. I've only read the first one, Queen. Me too. I, okay. Yeah. But even just that one, which describes the life of Padme, I'm telling this all to Bray, like <laughs> after she's queen and she becomes a senator and all the things she's trying to do, including she go, she's trying to free the slaves in Tatooine. Mm -hmm. Like oh. somebody's actually doing that, something that the Jedi weren't <laughs> doing, even yeah. though like Jedi. they got a freaking form of slaver out a slave out. So there's a lot more to her, and she was so badass in Phantom Menace as a 14-year-old ruling a whole planet and leading battle and mm -hmm. things like that. And yeah, my favorite know. scene in Attack of the Clones was when they get uh, into the arena and she oh, just goes like, Yeah, hey, Anakin's yeah. worried about her oh, and everyone's like, like she's on top of things. <laughs> yeah. And she's on top of the thing. I was like, oh, oh I know. Obi-Wan. Oh. I know, but it was the best moment for her in that movie. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think they show, like you made me watch a deleted scene of her speaking to the council. I think that was in Okay. Revenge of the Sith, there is like a whole nother B plot of mm -hmm. that movie mm -hmm. was in the deleted scenes. And something that we talked about was like how it shows more of her character because in Revenge of the Sith, she's pretty much just like barefoot and pregnant. Yeah. And, and worried. And, and worried. 
which I also understand Revenge of the Sith happens in like three days. I think that's mm-hmm. something a lot of people forget is like it's not a long time period. Yeah. She is super pregnant with twins and it's just a couple days and a lot of things happen in that time. But showing in the deleted scenes that she was part of building the rebellion and starting it off just has a good legacy for her. Mm-hmm. Like, and it also makes her have a better connection with Luke and Leia, her children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something that the Queen Shadow novel brings up because that's when she's starting in, as a junior delegate or something in the Senate mm-hmm. and meets Organa for the first time. She's snooping around and he's also there. And mm-hmm. he, he kind of takes her under her wing after a little bit and starts telling her, no, the Senate is not as... We can't do the right thing every time, especially when a new person comes. You gotta play the game, and she's told, mm-hmm. "Oh, go deal with some cement building or something." And no, I wanna go free the slaves. Well, you can't. You gotta go sideways to go to your that goal that you want. And it shows a different character, like you mentioned, Candace. And I think it's we can't go back now. I think from the Phantom Menace, people reacted so badly to the politics of it. I think George had to scale it back a little bit for the follow-ups. But yes, Revenge of the Sith does show her a little bit getting more into the Senate, getting into the rebellion, or starting to think when she says, oh, this is how democracy dies. We got to do something about it. Getting with Bale, with um, Mama. Mama. So that scene was very important. And I do understand when people say, oh, she was just relegated to running around or whatever. In that last one, when the first two, she's leading missions and stuff. I do think she's more of a closer to Palpatine and she's more cerebral, not as too much a fighter or a general as Leia was, even though she did the politics also, she was more in the fighting sense. I think Padme was more behind it from the politics sides and unfortunately didn't show, but she was instrumental in starting the rebellion and unfortunately we didn't get too much into it. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate because I think she was a strong character, but I don't think they, that's the problem I have with the prequels. They don't develop the characters Mm -hmm. well, but like you guys said, there's the deleted scenes, there's... Okay, no, I'll watch it. I'll watch it eventually. Um, But I think she was a sacrifice in the last movie for for Anakin. Okay. So Cam Ray's adding that in the Revenge of the Sith novelization it's also more details on padme so yeah they have those deleted scenes i believe in there and actually like those deleted scenes have like natalie portman's best work in revenge of the sith too mm -hmm. oh watching that i was like why wasn't this show it was (laughs) so good it was it It was was really good it was powerful i think (sighs) it gives back her agency in a way Mm-hmm. And even though we know she's not going to be around, even though I honestly thought she wasn't going to die the first time I saw Revenge of the Sith, like she was going to die off screen later because mm-hmm. Leia remembers her in Return of the Jedi, yeah. <laughs> which is a whole nother bag of things. Um, it just, it shows, yeah, she's Anakin's wife and the mother of Luke and Leia, but she's also a person and she's actually a very strong person and has devoted her whole, whole life to public service. Yeah, but I think in the movie, at least, she is reduced to just a sacrifice Mm -hmm. for Anakin's hate, you know? And Mm -hmm. when you reduce a character that much, I think it takes away from her power that she could have had. There's a theory that when she goes to Mustafar and confronts Anakin and's like, let's run away together, Mm -hmm. that she goes there to kill him. So I saw today... 
can't remember who tweeted out that maybe it was Phil Stosak that does a lot of those art of Star Wars book that in one of the original scripts or one of the art for the movies, they had her with a blade or with a knife going yeah. to Lucifer. And they do show her that she was there ready to kill Anakin if she had to, which would have been a mind blown if that, even if she didn't, but just seeing that blade in her hand, knowing that she might have to kill this person that she loves to save every, the world, the galaxy, that would destroyed everyone and redeemed the character because wow. to more than just being the mother of the twins. And that's the thing is like her whole life has been about public service and she is pregnant with children and her husband literally just murdered children. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like her being so strong and thinking like that, like she would want to do what's best for her kids. Mm -hmm. And that goes into our theory is <laughs> Like when we saw Revenge of the Sith, it was like she died of a broken heart. Yeah, that's not. Which I understand is just like some droid saying it. She lost the will to live. Yeah. Or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, because her husband died. No, she has two babies to live for <laughs> and a whole rebellion to start. So oh, she's a powerful <laughs> entity. Like she's she wants to do good for her people. I don't think she would. The whole galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's not going <laughs> to let one thing stand in her way, even if it was, like, the love of her life. So I heard yeah. people say, oh, it's that's when old couples die. When one of them dies, then their partner a few days later, they succumbs to a broken heart. But also they've, been married for, <laughs> they've been married for two and a half years, <laughs> and they hadn't spent that much time together, as we see in the Clone Wars. Those are... Pappy and Anakin, if you actually think about it, they probably have only spent like a month together. <laughs> Technically. Yeah. yeah. With like the Clone Wars and then like, and maybe a few weeks alone total? <laughs> really? Yeah. And I think the thing is too, it's like, I feel like, and maybe this is just my opinion, but when you're like older, like the old people that kind of die together, you really don't have anything else. You know what I mean? Like you're, in your 90s and you're just like i'm here i exist <laughs> you know she ha she had just had a little more to exist for mm -hmm. so I, let's, yeah. let's go to the theory and why we're calling this episode what was padme murder which you talk a little bit about on your show and it's this theory that darth sidious emperor palpatine took the life force away from padme to give to darth vader at this point to keep him alive and take him off of mustafar so yeah. you guys subscribe to this theory. At first I was, no, we don't need to. It does make sense if they want to incorporate it into canon. Yeah, it does. Because like, first, when you see Dark Vader being born, it's intercut with Luke and Leia being born. And you're like, mm -hmm. okay, it's the birth of three of the main characters of the trilogy, really. Mm -hmm. But you could also see like, when Padme's screaming like that, that's not labor screams. That's a different kind of pain. Mm -hmm. And and we find out in what book is it? The Palpatine's Master's Dark Plagueis? Book. Yes, Dark Plagueis. They like he knows about like sucking the life out of people mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And in the Vader's comic, which is canon, Palpatine, it goes right after um Dark Vader takes his first steps. Mm -hmm. And Palpatine says she gave you a gift. And then he does say pain, but 
if you take it like the gift of life, maybe because mm -hmm. that dude was burned. <laughs> he had no limbs. Oh, he was a he burnt was waffle. On, he was, yeah. He, he was, was a burnt waffle. Fire. Yeah. yeah. Bringing it back to him. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and it's, see, I lost my train now. Um, anyway, keep, you can keep going. I forgot what I was going to say. Um, no, so that comic by Troy So is a great continuation of the Revenge of the Sith when Vader is born, basically, and he goes through all this. And there's a lot of visions that Vader sees. It's Sidious, really the one that implanted Anakin in, in Shmi Skywalker. Then we have that vision also with Padme. And a lot of people do subscribe to it. Now that you mentioned that he was really burned to a crisp and cut in four different places, also goes to another part of your episode where you're talking about, oh, she has twins and this super advanced droid didn't know about it. So on one end of the galaxy, we have droids that can save someone from burning up. And the other end, it's a droid that doesn't know that your patient is pregnant with droids. She I mean, didn't know either. Yeah. Did she go to the OBGYN? Is there <laughs> not a yeah, like, I guess the Senate doesn't pay for that. That health insurance yeah, is not too good. No, it all goes to Palpatine. <laughs> Which I know it's because Vader doesn't know he has, he's surprised when he's like, oh, you have a sister, you have mm -hmm. a twin sister, Return of the yeah. Jedi. So Anakin can't, can't know, but it's so weird. And actually, okay, I'm getting, I'm getting my Revenge of the Sith notes out. So <laughs> in the novel by Matthew Stover, it says, all our... The droid checked another readout. All organic damage has been repaired. This is a sy systematic failure that cannot be explained. So she's literally dying of something that cannot be explained mm -hmm. by medical, a medical professional. Which if it was the... <laughs> <laughs> Do you think this might come to happen? That sometime, sometime down the line, we get a comic or a novel that talks about it? I mean, there's been a lot like with like Vader running into some people. I'm not going to go because I'm already spoiling stuff. Um, <laughs> in the comics, he runs into some people from the past who also mm -hmm. are looking into Pat May's murder. And honestly, we also see in Princess of Alderaan, the last Princess of okay, Alderaan, yeah. um, there were people who were looking into Padme. And same, same with the epilogue of Queen's Shadow, we know Sabi was looking into mm -hmm. it too. Yeah. Because it just like didn't make any sense. So I don't know if we're just going to get hints at it. Okay. I know Probably. with E.K. Johnson, so the first book was right after Phantom Menace, basically, and before Attack of the Clones, then Queen's Sparrow. I think it's around the same time that Phantom Menace is coming out. So hopefully we get a trilogy for from her after or around the time of Revenge of the Sith, and maybe they go into it and we get confirmation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would be good to find out and not thinking that she was just okay dying after <laughs> yeah. having two children who definitely are going to be targets for the emperor. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, so, go ahead. Yeah, she wouldn't, she wouldn't want to like leave her kids. She's not. <sighs> she would want to protect them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because she knows one, what Anakin is capable of now. Like, I just don't, yeah, it just doesn't make, it doesn't add up. No. All right, so going back to Phantom Menace, the first time we meet Pat Naminala as queen and she's, oh, she's in the Senate pleading her case. And then she's like, well, I can't do anything from here. I'm going back to my home and protect them from there. 
and then Palpatine is kind of a little bit thrown off that she's going back to Naboo. Do you think at any point she might have messed up his plan at the beginning or was it always doomed to happen? So I think she does by going back, he kind of, oh, really, you're not gonna stay here, you're going back to Naboo? Do you think she might have, I don't know. She did, she, she did her part. She said that, um, she says she does the what is it bow to no confidence yeah so she definitely um did her part so that was enough mm-hmm. i think palpatine just didn't want to do the cleanup <laughs> of like attacking naboo and stuff like that so that kind of thing i feel like the only person who actually messed up palpatine's plans was satine in that episode where He's trying to get Mandalore to join. That's the only time we've actually seen him like really upset. And mm-hmm. then like, you screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go back and watch a bunch of those Clone Wars episodes because I think I just watched them once throughout mm-hmm. and I haven't gone back. So I'm not the best to go back and do <sighs> that Clone Wars episode. Quarantine, yeah, no, I can pull them out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sitting here a little last when you're talking about that. Yeah. Obi Wan falls in love with someone named Satine <sighs> Moulin Rouge. Okay. No, it's not the Poor it's not the same setting. <laughs> it's not the same setting. <laughs> it's just yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um. But I always wanted. I don't know. I always felt like Padme could have been the closest to knowing there was something up with, with Palpatine. Mm-hmm. In a way, I don't know. Like, I wanted her to at least. Mm-hmm. Well, she knew something was up when he declared himself emperor. <laughs> Well, yeah, she's like, oh, <laughs> well, oh, yeah. but no, they say at the beginning, like, or am I thinking of Clone Wars just saying like, he's been, he's had this power, this executive oh, power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For too long. And he's not giving it up. Yeah, and I the think whole thing is- one tells Anakin in, I think it's Revenge of the Sith, when they're talking, oh, we need you to eavesdrop on the emperor. I oh, think yeah. that's why he tells them, oh, he's been in power for too long. Um, So... Padme, yes, she's great. She, like Cam here, I'm going to bring this up. Cam Ray again says, mm-hmm. if anything, she's taken her broken heart and become even tougher like yeah. Leia would. I think we all would agree. Yeah, look at yeah. what Leia went through. Yeah. She could have yeah. died from a broken heart, but instead she... She yeah. kept pushing, and she's... Yeah. That and I think a lot of time for Leia. Padme mm-hmm. would have pushed, and I think Padme would have been a very... Um, like a very strong force against Vader. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and I really do think Palpatine knew, knew that. that yeah. Because Anik, that was his Anakin's weakness was Padme. Which he manipulated to make him turn, but there was always a chance that at least Padme would have been a distraction for him. Yeah. And he wanted to use her death and the death supposedly of their child as more pain and more reason for him to go to the dark side. Yeah. So I think we all agree that she would have at least fought a little bit harder. But we, before yeah. she got to win that person from Revenge of the Sith, we also know that she wasn't the best judge of characters, judge of character at some yeah, point. No. And you guys talked about it. Let's talk about it a little bit more. Phantom Menace, she's 16, 14. She's 14. She's 14 running the planet. Yes. And then we like have. Like you do. Yeah. I mean, you do. And then you run into an eight-year-old boy and your life changes. 
and then you meet him 10 years later and he's a creepy guy with bad pickup lines, which Brie does a great job reading the novelization and they do sound extremely creepy. Um, <laughs> so bad. But she somehow still is madly, deeply in love. You would think at the time when he, you know, he Slaughters goes to stand people. <laughs> yeah, that's the time I'm yeah, thinking I'm of. Children. It's just like, oh, it's okay. God. Don't worry. And I'm like, are you? That shit, that's concerning. If anything, <laughs> that's a giant red flag. So, oh my God. Oh my God. So, everyone's fault. He's holding him back. He's so. <laughs> Whiny, and there's actually a deleted scene where when he's complaining to her on Corsant that his um her one of her handmaidens laughs at his outburst. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. I gotta it's, find it. It's good. Um so oh gosh, okay. So there's a lot of stuff in the novelizations that we read and we found out. <laughs> and pretty much Padme looks a bad boy, we found out. She is a nightmare boy fan. Yes. Um, he was a dangerous man, to be sure. A Jedi who was thinking mm -hmm. about things he should not. A man who inevitably <laughs> following his call of his heart upon that of pragmatism and propriety and all that. Padme couldn't deny the attractiveness <laughs> of that. <laughs> and just like uncritical this is, um, worship. Can't with it. You're not making she, this up. This is the exact novelization of what. She likes that he's obsessed with her. Yeah, which is, is it, that's creepy. That's like <laughs> Bella from Twilight. Oh, I like when he watches me sleep. Like, no, it's not good. <laughs> a man who loved her for a decade with a faithful and patient heart while he waited for the act of destiny he was sure would someday open her own heart to the fire in his. <laughs> I, you can't finish it. And I, no, I, no. I should mute it. It took me a long time to even read that. <laughs> I know. I gave I gave Brie like the quotes, and we literally just have like creepy Anna Ken quotes. Like he, <laughs> he covered the cameras. I don't think she likes me watching her. Yeah, Anna Ken, because oh, you are a creeper. <laughs> it's and that's Obi-Wan, this great master, hears that he's like, eh, don't worry about it. I think he should have known at that point. Why are you why are you looking at her through cameras? Yeah, it's weird. It's just the whole thing. It's just oh <laughs> it's disturbing. And they wanted them to, you know, have that Romeo and Juliet type romance. I'm like, that was also equally unhealthy <laughs> and creepy. Which <laughs> that's probably the point of it. Let's be honest. Okay, we this was going to end in tragedy no matter what. Well, that's true. But Romeo and Juliet is not a romance; it's a tragedy. Yeah, this is a tragedy too. This is not a good love story because if it was, they possibly could have lived. Well, Anakin maybe could have been saved. Yeah, he might not have. He probably would not have turned to the dark side if he was able to control his feelings. But that goes into Obi Wan, and that's a whole <laughs> and and Yoda being a little prick. Oh yeah, oh. Brie really doesn't like Yoda during the. Prequel. I don't like prequel Yoda. He's he's not good. He's he hadn't wisened up. I mean, not Anakin went to true. Yoda, and he didn't like do. He's like, Train think about it. Let go of everything you fear to lose. It's the Jedi way. He's trying to talk to you, Yoda. I know. What no, I just feel like maybe, maybe Anakin had a slight point that some of the Jedi stuff was a little, you know. My my <laughs> whole thing is I think the best Jedi are Kanan and Ahsoka. 
and they both have attachments and their attachments save them mm-hmm. in a way. So those are just my feelings. Well, but yeah. Ray, I mean, she utilized her friendship. So, you know. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's just, it's not supposed to be a good romance. So, <laughs> yeah, but, but they didn't the have to make it extra bad. I mean, yeah. a little. Think it could have been safe with better writing just i know it's difficult to you can just say yeah of course but is there a story there that could have been told better i think i it it relies on making padme a little stronger and a little more weary of anakin which they didn't want to do Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe just making anakin a little less creepy so you could understand the appeal well, that's true. I mean, in the movie, Anakin in Attack of the Clones started here and ended here. There is no like filtering up. If we had learned about his, I think I there's think a way we to were, do it. I think we were in middle school when the second movie came out, and I remember possibly seeing it with you or just seeing it with my friends. And when that sand line came in, <laughs> we all laughed, and we were like, you know, that oh, no, feeling that where was, you, I was, you feel. You. When you feel awkward yeah. for characters. <laughs> yeah. And I think then that's the worst in the whole saga, yeah. nine movies, TV shows. I think that's the worst line. And he's kind of just rubbing her arm, kind of, oh, I don't like sand. It's like, and yeah, we're in middle school yeah. and we're taught if you don't want a boy touching, you say no. <laughs> and yeah. It's wrong and consent matters. Yeah. And you're taught all those things. And it's like, we're just seeing red flags to everything that we've been taught. <laughs> and yeah. And she kisses him. And we're like, that worked? <laughs> you didn't get it. I was like, eh. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm just a stupid kid who hasn't really dated or anything. So I don't know how this works. And then now as an adult, I'm like, no. no. That's not how it works. Not. I-, I think there could have been a better development for Anakin that might have shown why Padme truly loved him. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, looking back now, I'm like, how? How like stop them, but they weren't. It's difficult when they're trying to show that it's uh not just forbidden love, but that no one else knows it has to be hidden. So they couldn't really show it in the movie because it's just following Anakin and Obi Wan's journey, and then she's relegated, as we've talked about already, just relegated to yeah, you're pregnant, you're in your sandals, looking out the balcony, when maybe they could have been more, or even before that, I guess in Attack of the Clones, something that shows that. True love, because it comes out of nowhere when they're about to go into the arena and she goes truly, deeply, madly in love with you. Even he's like, oh, really? I didn't know. And then she marries him, <laughs> like, yeah. right after that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, get to know each other before you put a ring on it. It does not make sense. But uh, I know it makes sense because if it was nowadays, to- maybe they wouldn't have to be married. Yeah. You know, like... To have babies, you got to be married back in the early 2000s. There's ways around it, of course, you know. I think there, there, there was something missing, and I, I do take I, – I think it was development mm-hmm. of, of characters, that they're just, we're just trying to rush everything because there, there was a lot that had to be established and done. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there is some smoothing out that could have – adjustments, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. So Attack of the Clones, we do see her – kicking ass in that arena when Obi-Wan and Anakin, she finds, I don't know if they show where she got it from. She got a, something in her sleeve to take off her yeah. shackles and then and climb that tower and then 
kick that crap out of that beast. But we do see another side of her just being this physical person that's not only there for the Senate, but also can defend herself like she did in Phantom Menace. You said that this was one of your favorite parts of Attack of the Clones, which is mm-hmm. the best anyways. But. Yeah. Yeah. The whole EK, yeah, the EK Johnson's books talk about how they're taught defense, they're taught security and stuff like that. And definitely probably, I believe it's like after the Phantom Menace, they even go more into that because their whole planet was invaded. Right. Yeah, it might be it might be cool to see like a whole show just based on Queen Amadala. Yeah. Young Padme. Kicking butt. <laughs> now the department's because like once they tell now. you at 14 you're gonna be queen, they I guess your expectations for everything else maybe just go down. She's like, I'm queen at 14, gotta be married at 16, child's at 18, die at 18 and then third i guess i don't know um so yeah anything else padme like that you want to talk about i know she does come up in clone wars like you mentioned candace yeah those are are in clone wars that she's portrayed yeah there's a lot better episodes and it shows kind of like why she was into anakin because anakin's portrayed a lot better and he's heroic and he's suave in a way (laughs) in clone wars so it's like Okay, I kind of get it now. And um, but is he suave in Clone Wars? <laughs> suave. Yeah, I think yes. so. He's got some better. swagger. He got some swagger. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, exactly. I, so. I don't know, in a way. Um he's not as creepy. At least we're gonna Yeah, agree. he's not as creepy. Well, oh, granted they're married by now, so oh, well. All but right. There <laughs> is some deterioration in their relationship that you see especially in the last season the season before seven six and you kind of wonder if padme didn't get pregnant would they still be together like i kind of think they would have broken up by then like they would have been divorced Hmm. secret marriage to secret divorce because (laughs) well i think once there's some major things that happen no there's some major things that happen in more so Yes, like something oh, like something that like has some real life, like an equal something that could happen in real life that would also make you leave a man. So <laughs> it's just like oh, I again don't want to spoil it for anyone, but yeah, it's it it has to do with Clovis. Do you remember Alberto? Yeah, I remember Clovis. I remember a little bit of the episodes, uh, but yes, Anakin does get very. Jealous, I guess, is the great way to say about it. And he gets physical. Oh, wonderful. (laughs) Yay! Yay. Well, again, we saw him kill sand people. Not Gary. Are we surprised? Everyone, no. There were were red flags, Padme. You got to know about this. And the thing is also, like, she can't talk to anybody about her relationship either, which mm-hmm. isn't great. Well, she should have so, yeah. talked to Obi-Wan, but that's a whole nother thing. So okay, I don't okay. want to spoil anything else. Oh, no. <laughs> we know uh, in season seven, there's Obi-Wan tells Anakin something when he's, I think it's in the first few episodes. He's talking Obi-Wan to Obi-Wan knows. He knew. Rex, Rex knows. Yes. Yeah, so Pretty Rex sure knows. Ahsoka knows. Everyone knows. It's the worst kept secret. So do you think 
yeah. We already blame half blame Obi Wan for part of Anakin's fall. Do you think he should uh, go to his friend Padawan, his brother, and kind of hey, come, let's talk about this forbidden relationship that you have? Should Obi Wan maybe step in a little bit earlier instead of waiting he till the end of Revenge of the Sith? He tried to. He's like, well, you know what happened with me and Satine, yeah. and Anakin shuts him down. But I guess he could have tried harder. But again, Anakin was being an ass. <laughs> Anakin was going to do what he wanted regardless. That, Obi-Wan was literally opening his heart to him. And he said no. <laughs> well, because he's a burnt waffle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think on that, with that comment, um, anything else, Padma Medalla, we want to talk about before we go to a quick fan question and wrap this up? No, I, the only thing I really liked about the extra ones was um, the extra stuff. It's like it shows her and Bale and mm -hmm. also her meeting um, Bale's wife, wife, Bria. Bria. So you see, like, she has a relationship with the people who raise her daughter, which mm -hmm. is nice, you know? Wow. And, oh, that is nice. Yeah. And they they loved her. And then they loved her daughter and it was it was sweet you know it kind of like full circle on that. yeah it, there was a connection to it so yeah the the queen shadow novel and also the leia prince of other novel does a great job with um bail and brea as parents and i wish we could get more of them not just in mm -hmm. books but in other mediums brea is a great character again she, she helped raise, not didn't help raise padme but was there Raise Leia to become the person that she was. And that Leia book from um, Grey, it's a great novel. And Brea is a great part on it, same as Bail Organa. So hopefully we do get more of them at some point. That'd be cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should right. actually read the novels. <laughs> and watch the TV shows. Yeah. yeah, I will. You got time. You got time. Yeah. Uh, all right. So real quick, we like to, once in a while, Reach out to you guys on Twitter and see if you have any questions for us here on Radio Rebellion. And this week, we get one question, which is always good. So let's go to it real quick. So Ask the Rebellion, that's our fan section. And this comes from the Geeks Right Back podcast. And I believe this was Noah who wrote, what's your best episode in season one? What do you plan to improve upon change for season two? And it's, I know why he's asking this because he's been on the show twice and he wants me to say him being here was my favorite episode. So I'm not going to give him the satisfaction. But no, um, season one or just this in general has been a great experience that we talked at the beginning, being able to interact with the fans either on Twitter or here in the live chat, the rates or reviews that, you, that people get. So in general, it was a great season. The first episode will always be special because the first one you just kind of jump into it not knowing what's going to happen. It's not my favorite. Uh, it was a lot of me just reading a lot of stuff, but it's the way it started um, late January. Um, the episode I do have guests are some of my favorites because it's not just me talking for an hour and a half, which is not the best sometimes. Uh, so yeah, when Noah came in that first time, it was just with the podcast. We did it, did it through the phone. So it took a little bit to get that back and forth going a little bit, but by the end of it, it was a great episode. And I did another one with him and his co-host Curtis and with Matt from One Be Jedi Cast. And that was again, a great conversation with people that I've never met, but I think that from 
we had a great conversation just like this one that yeah the old people that would hang out outside of here so i did enjoy that episode a lot and my first live stream with a guest which was a few weeks ago with michelle and natalie from force of light entertainment was a great episode but the same thing just something new having people live like this talking to is just a great experience uh, so those are my favorite ones apart from having guests we did one talking about weird species in star wars or the weird alien species no weird creatures in star wars was one of my favorite ones and best and worst alien species because they're just bonkers they're just me talking nonsense and chatting with the guys on the chat getting their impression what they like or didn't like why i don't like keywords and i think they're the worst in all of star wars but those are the ones i like it's just talking nonsense and sometimes like you mentioned kind of just making fun of star wars is what we need sometimes so those are the ones i like uh, changes for season two. I want to have more guests. I'm so glad again that you guys are here for my premiere episode in season two. Thank so you thank for you. having us. Yeah, thank you. And we're gonna be having a few more down the down the pipeline next coming weeks. We now have a theme music for the beginning that I butchered at first because it kept stopping, but that's fine. We'll get better. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to for you for the two of you. What's I guess a memorable, 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 memorable episodes that you guys have done. Well, a lot I, for me because it was my first time watching it. So just to even like discuss the movies for the first mm -hmm. time, I felt like I was like, "Ooh, this is exciting for me." Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I we did some silly ones like where would you want to be quarantined or which fictional characters who would you want in your quarantine house. <laughs> um, um why well, jar jar is really a sith lord see. we haven't covered that yet we haven't i thought we did yes no we did. didn't okay. we vaguely did but i feel like we need to go in depth about we'll that. go more in depth i have a lot of feelings so before yeah. you continue so i do subscribe to the theory that Padme's life for was drained no you can't get me on the jar jar is the secret sith lord you can't get me on that one you talk a little bit on the revenge of the sith episode no Misa, Dark Lord of the Sith. <laughs> I think so. It would it would redeem him in such a way. <laughs> no, he's from Naboo. The Emperor's from Naboo. It makes sense. Mm, connection. Mm. It was it's too much stuff. But yeah, that's what I was hoping for in the last one. Yeah, so. <laughs> All right, keep going. What what other memorable episode do you? you do remember well we actually we have a new spinoff podcast coming out next well this week mm -hmm. next yeah. week next week and we're watching all the direct to home videos disney <laughs> um movies mm -hmm. and we've already recorded a bunch and we we've recorded with some really interesting and fun people so yeah. we have some really amazing guests yeah from yeah it's it's been an adventure and it questions my it makes me question my childhood and what I thought was good because some of that stuff was trash. Oh, it's bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So with that, I think we can close this show again. Thank you, Candice and Bree, that geeky waffle for coming on. Where can our listeners find you guys out there? Yeah, um, we are at thegeekywaffle.com that has all our blog posts and you can find all of our podcast links as well as Twitter, which Candace handles and that is the geeky, geeky underscore, underscore waffle. waffle. Yeah, <laughs> we just changed it. So it's still yeah. new. Yeah, yeah. 
we have a Facebook group called the Geeky Waffles where we yeah. just share memes and other nerdy stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. So yes, go follow them. Listen to the shows. Extremely funny. Great people out there. So you Thank got my vote. I gotta li keep listening Thank to you, you guys. <laughs> uh, for me, you guys know at Radio Rebel Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, if you're listening to this on the podcast when it comes out, make sure to go to YouTube, search for Radio Rebellion Podcast, listen to or watch season one, all the other episodes we have. Subscribe to the channel. I will always forget to tell you guys, subscribe, like, uh, leave a comment if you're watching this later on. And if you're just listening to the podcast, make sure to rate, review, and follow us on Twitter, and we'll keep interacting. Uh, thank you, guys, Brian and Candice, again. Hopefully, we can do this again in the future. Okay. And it was a lot of fun. Thank you. Stay safe. Be safe. And yeah. may the force be with you. Oh, sorry. And I always, here we go. Radio Rebellion.